Hey everyone, this is your host, Chris Chief and Blurred's Eye View. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain. First, it's free. You definitely can't beat that. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Aren't you tired of talking heads just talking? Black Gamut Entertainment is vowing to change the industry. We podcast with a purpose and our shows have goals. If you want to help make a change, then come join the Black Gamut family. Together, we make a difference. Hey everybody, this is your host Chris G. This is Blurred's Eye View. Blurred's Eye View is a podcast that covers everything in geek pop culture and everything in between. And with me is my co-host Darius, DC Chambers. How you doing, DC? I'm alive. I'm here. Uh, if you guys have noticed and paid attention to the intro, it's a little different. Uh, we started the show a little different today because uh, we are just a week off from finding out about Chadwick Boseman and his passing from colon cancer. Uh, it changed the venue of how we were going to do our show today. Um, yeah, it changed the venue how we want to do the show today. Uh, just talking about his body of work and the coincidence that he actually passed away on one of his co-creators' birthday, which is Jack Kirby, and the other half of that is Stan Lee. And it affected me. I was already taking last week off anyway, because, you know, it was my anniversary and wanted to take some time with the family and then come home and hear about that. That was not the news I wanted to end my weekend on at all, or at least start my weekend on. So it, it it's, it affected me, you know, and I'm it, like, it affected millions of people across the world. Uh, I don't know. How, what do you think DC? How did it, 
come across your board? Um, I'm not even gonna lie. It was, it was weird because, whew, um, with everything going on, you know, if you living under the rock and you don't know what's going on in the world right now, you're yeah. fucking stupid. Right. Sorry. I know it's that show, <laughs> it's the, but no, it's that show. Like it's that. always that show. We just um, <laughs> I mean, it just hit me because this year has tested the metal of I ain't even gonna say just black people. I mean, just period people. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's been kind of a crazy year. My dad passed away in April. Right. Um, you know, so many deaths and police killings and then for Chadwick Bozeman to die I took it hard you know and not even to mention Kobe dying you exactly know, my dad. Right. like it's right. the black people that I looked at as kind of like I ain't even gonna say immortal but kind of just like you you held them to a higher standard it was like you don't know these people but at the same time it's like you feel like you've watched what they've done and what they've been able to accomplish and it's like that's that's uncle, that's that's bro, that's that's cousin. Like he's he's a member of the community. And it's just like when I found out, I didn't even find out I found out like secondhand. My wife was we my wife was laying in bed. I was getting ready to leave the room. We were talking, we just got done talking, everything was cool. She get on Facebook and she's like, Oh no. And I'm just like, you know, what's going on? She's like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. This can't be true. And I'm like, Oh shit, who 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 gone now? Like what 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 crazy shit didn't happen now? And right, like, right. She's like, like Jasmine Boltzmann died. And I'm just like, stop playing. I took my phone in my pocket and I'm just scrolling. I'm just like, fuck. Like this man just passed. Like he passed. He he he's gone. And and and, and it just didn't feel real at first because it's like he of seemed so healthy. Like he, I mean, well, I'm gonna not say healthy because you never know. Some people hide it so well. Mm-hmm. And just the warriors to the point to where they could be super tired or super, you know, on their deathbed, but they're still out doing things, you know, that make them seem superhuman. And I've seen Chadman Bozeman's work. I mean, he has a great, but he has a, he has a great body of work. He really, I mean, beyond in such a short amount of time, which is crazy, right? right. Because it just felt like he spent his. He was like, I know I'm dying, so I'm going to put out greatness so when i'm gone people are still going to they're going to remember my name like they're Mm -hmm. going to know me and they're they're, i can't get my flowers but i'm going to get them once it's said and done and i think the man deserves a walk on uh, a star on hollywood fame you know the walk of fame Mm -hmm. um there's talks of his hometown i think it's south carolina south carolina is doing something for him yeah Yeah. they they want to put they want to take down you know you know, there's this thing about taking down all these Confederate statues. They want to put a statue of Chadwick Boseman in its place. It. And I'm, it. I'm all for it. I mean, like, if Philadelphia can put up a statue of Rocky. If Rocky can have a statue, you know, he's a fictitious character. They can Chadwick put up a picture Bozeman. or a, a statue of Chadwick Boseman in his hometown. No question. You know, no you question. Know, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, his body of work says a lot. Uh he just did not take chump roles at all. You know, you know, these little piece roles that, you know, you would generally see in Hollywood where they're just on the come up 
and they just you let oh i remember seeing this character in critters or something like that you know no he took some roles and he made them work and he added depth to them and from people that worked around him they've literally all said the same thing that like he has this presence when he came on and it, was, it and it was not just in front of the camera it was behind the camera and like he had this intensity about him and then they said his smile then he cracked that smile and it just kind of broke the ice but knowing that just in general just with him portraying black panther that if you don't know i'm a huge fan of big fan i've been riding this train for for 30 years i'm a big fan and to finally see someone portray this character on screen and to see this movie several times i'm not gonna it's a double digit number i'm not gonna say i'm not not really ashamed i'm not gonna say you're like he watched it that many yeah that many times um yeah that many. no lie i mean i don't and i'm not gonna say you're the only one because i mean abc just showed it for free mm -hmm. commercial Um, commercial free the night after he died yep they didn't give I mean, him a tribute it comes right on afterwards. Yes, TNT. I watch it. Um, it. It's it's a very thought provoking film because even though the character is fictitious, the state of everything with Africa and Black America behind it is very very true. You know the message that was putting being put out on both sides from Michael B. Jordan's character Killmonger to Chadwick Boseman's character of T'Challa, what they stood for is gen- is literally what African Americans deal with every day, and they look back and it's it's this whole history, and then it's looking forward, and then it's what we could have been and what we should have been, and the presence that he made, and not just him, you know, Letitia Wright's, you know, Sherry. Denaguiero's, uh, General Okoye, uh, Angela Bass's, Queen Ramonda, the roles that they held spoke volumes for children across the world. And they literally, you know, they seen themselves, you know, he's not the first black superhero we've seen on screen, but he's no. the first black superhero we've seen on screen that was shown in such a positive light. Yeah. You know, he was a king. He, he runs a country. He's a superhero. He thinks before he jumps. You know, he's he has a supporting cast of characters around him that are just as positive, you know. And it made a lot, you know, a lot of Black people feel very, very proud. And I, it was a cultural hit. It was a cultural hit, you know. And, you know, you had people finding out about their heritage. You have people looking to the past and, and looking forward to the future as well, you know, embracing what they did not know about their past, about their people, about everything. Uh, I remember watching it in theaters for the first time, and there's a scene where where uh, Okoye, T'Challa, and uh, Nakia walk into the casino, mm-hmm. and I spot it immediately because the way I was raised, I see red, black, and green. Because Akoya's dress was red, T'Challa's suit was black, Nakia's dress was green, and then Claw shows up and he's in blue. Now, if, for those who don't know, the red, black, and green is the color of the African flag. You know, that's just one of the colors. That's the strong color, you know. And blue was to represent colonialism. 
And I remember texting my cousin, she stays in Atlanta, and she she called me, she was like, you seen it? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I've seen it. You know? And here it was a couple months, like maybe a month or so after being in the theaters, there's an interview with Ryan Coogler, and he literally touches on that. He talks about that, you know? And people were saying just all things like, was Killmonger actually the bad guy, you know? Was T'Challa really the bad guy, you know? because of the stance on everything and it made sense you know and for him to and for for him to find out that in 2016 which was right when civil war was released the year civil war was uh, captain america civil war was released which was the true first appearance for black panther on screen to find out that Civil War came out. Black Panther came out. He was in Infinity War. He was in Endgame. He did Message to the King, which is on Netflix. He did 21 Bridges. He did Dim Five Bloods, which is on Netflix. He has another film that's coming out on Netflix that he did with uh, Viola Davis. This man gave us eight films in four years. And we're not even counting uh, Thurgood Marshall, 42 42 you know james brown get on up he gave quality work and i remember also uh when he's doing the press junket for black panther it was him letitia wright and denigera and he's talking about visiting a cancer hospital for children and how two of them he was talking to and how they were, they couldn't wait till the film came out. They were looking forward to Black Panther. They were really looking forward to this movie, and, they, and neither one of them made it, you know, and he broke down crying. And I remember watching it then, and I'm like, man, this dude was really trying to do something for these kids. And then to see it again, it holds so much more weight because now he's like, he's not only crying because you know, these two kids looked up to him. They looked up to this character. They couldn't wait to see it, but he's also facing that same battle. Mm -hmm. And it spoke volumes at that point. I'm like, if it didn't speak to you before, it definitely has to speak to you now. So it, it, it was, it was, uh, it was, it's been a rough week. People who's listening and I, and I know you're not alone. Um, just seeing people talk about it, you know, celebrities, non-celebrities, people really saying just exactly what his presence meant on screen, how uh, just how professional he was, how much of a, a true warrior he really was, you know, to deal with this. Even back in April when the video surfaced that it was on Jackie Robinson Day. And he looked sunken in. He looked like he lost a lot of weight. And yeah. my only thought was he's probably losing weight for a role. You know, this is which is not out of the ordinary for a lot of Hollywood film or actors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, he's done it. You know, mm-hmm. so it wasn't out of. I wasn't surprised. I was a little concerned, but I wasn't surprised. And. Here, here we are several you know i was hearing everybody saying oh he's just dropping weight because he wants more money from marvel for black panther and i'm like that just sounds so insensitive and that's not the case you know yeah that's what the consensus was like he was just 
trying to prove that he can, you know, I'm more important than Marvel or Disney or whatever it was. And I don't think he had that in him anyway. It, it didn't show that just, way. It did not show that way. I remember I mean, like his Howard speech and him thanking Denzel Washington. And he said himself, without Denzel Washington, there would it wouldn't be, no be a Black, Black Panther. Panther. Right. Right. Because Denzel is one of the people who helped pay for him to, to do a uh, acting summit over in the UK when when he was attending Howard. Uh, it was amazing. He was a shining bright light that burned burned out way too fast. Way um, too fast. It, it's scary because I'm a year older than he is. And, you know, men, get your screening. Just, you know, they tell you to wait till 50. You know, you know, they now those numbers actually change. They, you know, go just get checked out, get checked out. You know, that is very important. The earlier you detected, you know, which is something we'll probably we'll be touching on what in a couple of weeks on what the shit podcast, yeah, yeah, you know, so yeah, uh, get checked out, fellas. You know, don't don't let that pass off. You know, the sooner you get a ch- get your colon and, and cancer screenings checked, man, just get checked out as soon as possible, you know. We hate to hear and see things like this happening and the effect that it had across the world, not even just the country, just the world. Just seeing pictures of children, you know, doing the Wakanda salute. I think that, that's, that's, that, that was would hit me the hardest. Yeah. I've seen so many pictures of kids with their Black Panther doll laid out with the Wakanda pose and then all the other Avengers around him. They're doing, I they're think like, that's what made it kind of harder to fathom more mm-hmm. because the kids realize like Black Panther is gone. Like, and I know we know the character of Black Panther has been around forever, but like you said, he bodied that character. He like, did. He did. Like he made that character his own. The work that he put in to learn the language and to be able to put it, you know, a proper accent on it. And it wasn't just like a thrown together and fake rush Jamaican accent. Like he really studied the language. He really practiced. Right. He really right. put the time in to really bring this character to life that so many people love for so many years. They were saying, just, they were saying, I'm trying to think what, I don't know if it was Michael B. Jordan, but Chadwick was talking to the actor who plays his father, uh, John Caney. And he was talking Kosa, which is an actual language from Africa. Uh, Trevor Noah is, you know, has that speaks that language because his mother is from, I think, I think it's from South, it's South Africa, if I'm not mistaken. And Chadwick was literally speaking the language, and I can't remember who it was that was seeing him, but he's like, he was just learning this language on the he had, spot. He had a guy, he had a guy who he, um, I can't remember how he got with him, but he had a guy who they would talk back and forth. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, don't talk to me in English. Teach me how to the words, you know, and yeah. how to interchange them and speak like proper sentences and interjections and everything, and just the accent and all that, just to be able to learn it hours and hours. We're talking about like eight hours a day, you yeah, know, eight to ten hours a day of him just studying a language. This is just the language, yeah. We're not, not even talking even about the physical <laughs> part, we're not even talking about the physical fighting, learning the martial arts and everything else, and then being on set 
for hours and hours and hours Costume, knowing make no, yeah knowing that you are fighting this disease that this disease time. is tearing at it it was like i mean i salute you i literally salute you like dude you you did a number and you left an indelible indelible mark on not just pop culture but just on a generation culture. on culture yeah. in, in period on culture period and it makes me want to fight even more because I didn't want to make the whole show be the, the downer. And just knowing that he gave out that body of work and did as much as he did and pushed through and mustered through and soldiered through and fought through it all, it's enough to tell me, hey, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. To hell with everything else. Don't 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 let it falter. Don't let it don't let it trip you up, you know, and just keep going. So I think no. I got the same message, but I heard it differently. Because I always told, I tell my kids, don't nobody care how tired you are. Mm. You know, even when I was a football coach, you know, no matter what you're doing, there's somebody across town working harder than you are right now. So everything you're doing, there's somebody doing 10 times more to be prepared. And I think that's what Chad, he was, he was that guy that was, I don't care what they're doing over here. I'm doing 20 times more over here to be mm. ready. And then to know that you're fighting this sickness, I think he went 30 times or 50 times more. Like yeah. he was just, he was, he went, he went hard. He went hard. And I, that's what, I think that's what helped me deal with it better is knowing that he fought like that, that he just had that kind of strength. And, and I'm just like, dude, you literally embodied a character. I followed all of my life in a way that it was just like, dude, you were and are the Black Panther. You're like, yeah. you, are, you are the true warrior. You are the true king. You are the true hero, you know? And knowing that a lot of people seen that from you and a lot of people who are, you know, giving their condolences and speaking their messages and knowing that you left such a mark that they are there like we don't know how to move on you know and and it sounds insensitive to talk about a film that's two years away which in my opinion is probably gonna they're they're probably still gonna do it just not two years from now they're probably just gonna move it back because see now things have changed yeah and you know i i've seen people say things such as uh let's bring michael b jordan's character killmonger back from the dead to be the black panther let's use this is another theory that they said that ryan coogler might use the cgi method that was used for uh paul walker in fast and the furious yeah. to kind of give him a proper send-off you know if uh, it's a proper send-off yeah not for the whole film yeah okay but yeah, if it's I a proper do, send-off like yeah. they did at the end of the movie in fast right. and the furious where he kind of rolled up on Vin Diesel and was like, you know. Gave him a it. nod and this is it. This is the last right. Yeah. yeah, if they gave him a proper send-off. Yeah, not for the whole film, but just like a proper yeah, send-off. Yeah, that uh, whole I, film, I, I don't yeah, want that. Yeah, because uh, see, then it's, that's it's disrespectful. It's, yeah, that's a, it's a cash grab at that point. Because now I feel like you're trying to play off of his, his likeness to an extent to where you're doing damage. Yeah. Because now you're playing everybody stupid. Like, we already know he's He's gone. He's gone. 
So at least can we give, give him this a... Tupac hologram, mm-hmm. larger than life thing, and it's just like don't, 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 don't do that. Don't tarnish his legacy like that. Yeah, so that's like, just give one him that... his roses in the movie. Find a way to you know have send him movie, off. Whether you whether it's him, him passing on or whether it's him giving up the mantle, something. But yeah, to but... you know, but to give him the proper send. I if you do that as a proper send off, fine. I'm for it. Yeah. You know, and then the other one, which is done in the books, is uh, having Shiri take over the mantle, which that, has been done. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that, I'm and I'm game for that. Yeah. That. You know, and then the other one was, you know, if they had to, because you know he never signed a contract after Black Panther two. He didn't sign another like a renewal contract, and so we don't know what they had in store for the character. So the other the other run was if they had to replace that character nah you know which not the character but you can't replace the character but replace the actor yeah it's nah. been done which has been done you know they you know don cheeto has done it and that was different that's that di- was it's different. completely terrence different. howard yeah was shitty in the movie <laughs> to begin with. like his he was shitty in the movie to begin with and then he wanted more money and yeah, that wasn't the time to do that. That wasn't the time to do uh, no. that. No, that's like putting Buster Douglas on basketball. Like, you, you were horrible. <laughs> like, you you brought nothing to the movie, like, right. at all. Rhodey in that movie wasn't even worth having him. It could have just had Pepper, Tony. Yeah, because he, any, he didn't do anything major. Yeah, like, he, oh, next they time. Gave you, they, they, they gave you that little weak tease, and I'm like, really, they weak tease? That so, felt weird having him in it, so no. I don't want to see him replaced. That's just me. I don't, I, I don't want to see him replaced. And I'm just speaking on devil's advocate. I don't want to see yeah. him replaced. But if they had to, like if, if they, they just do, had no way. Be somebody that's. And I've said it. And I, and I said it has to be somebody that was a virtual unknown or someone that's an up and comer and they got to have the acting chops. So I said John David Washington. I can see him. It is Denzel Washington's boy. He's been proven to have some good credibility in the films I've seen him in so far. He's working. He's worked well under strong directors and he's, he comes from good stock. So if they had to, if they had to, but by that time, I think he'll be too big for it. You know yeah, I mean? it could be. Yeah, that could be the case. That could be the case, because especially after tenant being released. You think so, he yeah. came from playing football, got cut, went on ballers, um, I can't remember what else he did, but Tenet, uh, he's in yeah, Tenet. Black, yeah, Tenet, he's in uh, Black Klansman. Yeah, with Adam Driver. So, so he worked under Spike Lee, and then he's working yeah, so under. I mean, he he he's he's pulling out some some roles now. So yeah. The, so I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's 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 very soon, and and Marvel representatives have already said it that they're not even thinking about that next stage right now. They are. Mourning a family member, as they as they put it, they're mourning oh, a family yeah. member, and they want to make sure that when they do come back to this, that it's done correctly. And and I, as a fan, I trust what's going on over at Disney and Marvel. I trust what they're doing because it's been ten years. Even their weakest stuff is still entertaining, you know, for the Marvel universe for uh, for the MCU. So I trust what they're doing. Um, I trust they're going to make the right decision. I trust they're going to, you know, 
if they have to change course, they they have a good team that um, can work around that. So yeah, uh, we're gonna take a break, and before we do, uh, we're gonna give a a salute moment of silence for Chadwick Boseman. We salute you, King. Uh, we're going to muster through this episode. We're going to push on. If you can do it, we can do it for the podcast. So, uh, rest in peace, King. We are back, everybody, from uh, for that little break and for that moment of silence with Chadwick Boseman. We're going to press on. We're going to muster on. We're going to soldier on. And uh, do you know what happened on this particular day, Darius, in pop culture. I have no foggiest idea, but I'm sure you're going to tell us. Yeah. This is a favorite segment of ours called uh, On This Day in Pop Culture History. On This Day in Pop Culture History. And on this day in pop culture history, in 1992... Batman the Animated Series first premiered starring Kevin Conroy as voice actor of Batman and Bruce Wayne and Mark Hamill as the joke, titular uh, character of the Joker. And Tara Strong also premiered on this show. First time seeing Harley Quinn created specifically for this cartoon. Uh, 1992, I can't believe it's been that long. That's <laughs> an OG cartoon. It's, it's definitely is- an OG cartoon. It is... It's a cartoon that I can still watch. That cartoon, you got robbed. Like I know there was a lot of great cartoons in the nineties, and they're nothing like today. But like that might be the greatest Batman iteration in cartoon form ever. It has been. Other, I put Batman Beyond underneath it. Oh yeah, because it still has Kevin Conroy as the bold. I didn't really. I don't like that. I don't do the Lego Batman ones or none of that. I mean, they're cool. I mean, they have their place with people. But as far as like a cartoon that I can sit down and watch all day, that was the one like for Batman. Yeah. It, I used to rush home from work and just to see that show, you know, uh, it was probably the first time I've seen a cartoon that had edge to it you know and the and the the daggone score the score was man danny elfman get it yeah that that was an amazing intro might be the greatest fucking intro to a show ever yeah it's very hard for anyone to say they did not like batman the animated series i don't actually i don't think there is a person who doesn't like it they if they have did, a bigger, we don't deal with them. Yeah, we don't deal with them. We don't uh, deal with them. We don't want think, them to get in our life. I think they because find it first harder. Of all, that intro. Yeah, that intro is intense. Go back to that intro. Yeah, because it started off with Batman in the shadows and two crooks running in the blimp and just the music, just the way it started. Like he was like, damn, the intro alone could be an episode. Like yeah, it was. And we that got to see that week every day. Like yeah, I think it was. Most fans have a trouble have trouble finding an episode their favorite episode you know because there are so clayface many, yeah clayface clayface's episodes was dope that one and those his backstory his back there's an episode he does with the scarecrow that, that was dope that was dope and then the one where it's called uh 
everybody it was so, I can't remember the exact episode title, but there was this like this meek guy who accidentally thought he killed Batman. And oh, yeah. so like he and oh, like yeah. it, it was and a Underworld story. was trying to pay him off and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Between that yeah. one and then it was between that one and then the episode where all the rogues galleries was talking about how they almost got the drop on Batman. And here they were talking. He he was in the room the entire time. He was like matches Malone or somebody. And yeah. like they were all talking like I remember this time I almost got him I almost gave him the slip and everything else and like they go through the whole rose gallery and they realize he's been sitting in front of y'all the entire time. <laughs> and that's what made Batman amazing. Like he didn't have any superpowers. He didn't have I unless you call his detective work his instinct a superpower which I did. Yeah. Cuz not yeah, a lot yeah. of superheroes had his kind of keen instinct like he could pick up on shit. Mm-hmm. Like and that's and that's the thing I want to touch on with Black Panther. I think that's the only thing the movie kind of underrated on him was he was not a genius, but he was up there. They want they didn't want to give him too. They didn't want to make him the over the end yeah. all be all because he like in the books he's like a scientist. He's a genius. Yeah, like he's, he has all these degrees. Yeah, he's yeah, like he, Iron Man and Batman. He's on that level. Right. And they wanted um, to but, they wanted to spread it out, and I'm like, okay, that works for the I could dig it, but the live action, I dig it. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, but Batman, <laughs> I mean, you gotta think he had no superpowers. He's just a what, what Aquaman said in the movie: a guy in a cape dressed yeah, like a bat. He's, he's a guy I in a cape dressed it. like a bat. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember, I remember the first time they did the. Uh, the crossover with Superman with the Superman. Oh man! And it, yeah, it was like a, it was series. a it was a. They made it a first. It was a film, and then they split it up into like like four episodes, I think. Yeah. And I remember it was this whole thing because Clark come no uh, Bruce goes to Metropolis and he yep, meets he, Lois he Lane. Woos, he woos he woos, Lois he's Lane. wooing Lois Lane and everything else. So the the best Clark part is trying of to that, find it. <laughs> the best what? part of that was when Clark and Lois was in the apartment, and Batman's like a. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's away. the scene I was gonna tell him. And Clark is just looking, and you he, see like, he, the, he, yeah, he looks at it. Like, no, because he planted one. That what happened is Batman plant, plants a tracker yeah, on Clark. Yeah, tracker. Yep, yeah, and, he, found and he finds him. He tracks him back, so he realizes he's Superman. So like, Clark is on the balcony, and he looks, and he's using his supervision, and he sees Batman like, like blocks away. And Superman, Batman, about a thousand meters. Man. Yeah, this guy was and like Bat- Batman was on uh, on a building, and he's and he sees him with his binoculars. They look at each other. Look, they looking at each other. Salutes him. Yeah, and like Batman was like, "Gotcha." I'm like, Damn. Batman was gangster. That is gangster to have somebody know you have them tracked. He finds the tracker. He sees you. You see him. Y'all lock eyes. He got the drop on you, and you salute this man. Like, yeah, nigga, I know. <laughs> no move. The ball's in your court. Like Batman put the ball in your court. He got you at the thirty yard line. You're down by twenty. He give you the ball and just say fuck it. You got to score now. Yeah, I'm gonna play three and, 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 and and for those who don't know, this is why Superman respect. This is one of the reasons why Superman respects Batman so much because he's like he may mm-hmm. be human, but this dude has a tenacity that does not stop. Like. He's willing to give it all yeah. to make sure every people the people are safe, and he's like, and that's why we get along. He's like, we have different methods, but we got the same goal. 
you know, so that made, yeah, it's really hard to not like that character, even in the books. I still, this stuff that man goes through, oh God. <laughs> now, now, in the case of the Harley Quinn cartoon that you can see like on, uh, I think on they kind they kind of played him in that they played they played him play. in that they but it's so funny time. but it's so funny but how that's they play. a different but that I guess that's what make it different because mm-hmm. they didn't when I say they play him we know Batman dark brooding and just one liners and not really talkative in oh, this quit. show like there's a unless scene. they didn't do him like Teen Titans in Teen Titans they made Batman just like. Like Teen Titans Go. It was oh like yeah, they, they made a cool, and Batman a full just on, chuckling and, all the time. Yeah, him and him and Jim Gordon are uh, they they have sleepovers and all that other so stuff. So they didn't go that route. Yeah, they they, they didn't. No, what they do in Harley Quinn is they they make a joke of just about everybody, literally everybody in this cartoon. And like Jim Gordon is a boozing lunatic. He like he he crazy. He, de- he depends on Batman for everything. And, oh and the, man, Jim Gordon and that was just so—it's it's so funny. He's like that clingy girlfriend who you try to break up with, but every time you try to break up with, she threatened to kill herself. Yeah, like, that's not funny. Yeah, <laughs> and we're not making light of that, but let's not say kill herself. She threatened to do. He just feels lost, harmful to herself. Yeah. she was just like super lost without him. Couldn't move on. Couldn't eat. Couldn't sleep. And she was just drinking all day long. That's, that's it. Jim. And Gordon. that was Jim Gordon. And in this particular, I think it was the second season. Uh something happens in the previous season where Batman is critically he's injured. Dead. He's yeah, he's presumed dead. dead for one, <laughs> but he just really busted up. And part of his being busted up was both his legs were completely broken. <laughs> and I so, and all, episode. and all he says, all he says to Alfred is the city needs me. Like, but every time you open the curtain, it looks Let's, like the yeah, city was we, fine. No, I was just about to say, can we get to that part? Cause yeah, Alfred, was a genius on the low too. He was like, he I had know this he's beautiful gonna... painting. <laughs> he had a painting in the window, so he was like, when Batman say, "But the city needs me, Alfred." And Alfred would open the curtain. He was like, Gotham is fine. It was all sunny out there and everything else. And then like, the... he tried to do it again, and the painting fell out the window. <laughs> so he like, and like Gotham is in ruin. And he's it like, I have to go down. out there, and like he's like, I have to go out there, Alfred. And Alfred was like, Sir, your legs are broken. You can't even stand up. And like they show another scene where Gordon is on the rooftop and the the he just keeps shining a bat signal. He's just like, he's gotta be out there. He's gotta be out there. Well, Batman shows up. He's standing behind like an air conditioning unit on the roof uh, yeah. in the shadow. He's in the shadows, but he's using crutches to stand up. And, and Gordon is like, Well, why are you in the shadows? He was like, I'm always in the shadows. <laughs> like I'm I'm comfortable in the shadows. And like this is going through this whole spiel. Meantime, he's holding himself up with crutches. It was hilarious. It's not like uh Brave and the Bold actually is not bad. It's it I looks couldn't it the, look, I couldn't give it the drawing. I think that's it's the way it, it looked. They they had a little off. more they had a little more of a see, Batman ba- no Batman the animated series had a very uh uh you were never dark. really sure. It was not only it was dark, but the style looked like it was 1940s. And that's but what it I like. wasn't because you would see the cars that they used. And so yeah. they, they, and it had that feel. Nostalgic feel. Yeah. And Batman Brave and the Bold, Dietrich. It was more ba- futuristic, but it wasn't like Batman Beyond. And I think that's what threw yeah. me off. It, it Well, see, well, the cartoon. No, you're, taking, you're talking about the CGI Batman. That was a little different. 
Uh, that one was a little weird. Yeah. They all ran in together after yeah. the animated series up until Batman Beyond. It was just kind of weird looking. Yeah, I don't even I can't remember who did the voice work for that one. But Batman, the uh Brave and the Bold, Dietrich Bader did the voice for that. Who does the who does the voice for Batman on the Harley Quinn oh, yeah, cartoon? That's right. And it had that same feel. It was just drawn a little differently, and he used a lot of classic villains, but at the same time, like they really made a joke of Aquaman on that one, you know. <laughs> so, wow, yeah, yeah, they yeah, really exactly, made a joke. Man. He's not uh, a joke anymore, but you well, know. no. And that's what made it. And not to get off subject of Batman, but it made me laugh because Aquaman got played for so many years. I mean, like Family Guy made fun of him. <laughs> like, the only, the only one that never really made fun of him was Batman the animated series and Justice yeah. League in the Justice League cartoon. They yeah. made him more rugged and more badass. The Justice League definitely did when they gave him the long blonde hair and the beard and he was yeah. like more ripped because like the old old school like just uh, oh, yeah. what was it Superman and Friends or super, whatever. Super Friends but and everything. Aquaman yeah. looked like just a regular dude in an orange sweater with uh, fish scale tights. He's using dolphins to stand on the you know. Yeah that yeah. looked it weird. Jason weird. Momoa really brought that character. Well you know Justice League brought it together after he got the hook hand yeah. The cartoon. Yeah. That's when he became a badass for real. Now, for the regular people, the Aquaman comic is not like that. It's not like he's a badass in that book. Yeah, yeah. He's a badass in that book, but he's not Jason Momoa. No, I believe At least he's he not is. calling fish to get beer. Right, like, right. Know, that family right. Guy made that. It's just like, yo, they, oh, they do that. The Family Guy keep just... the water out of it. Like we're in the ocean. <laughs> In the ocean, can you keep the water like, on my beer, please? Beer? So, like, really, you have superpowers. Do you call me to get you a beer? Right. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. Salt water out of it. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, but yeah, Brave and the Bold was actually not bad. And then they touched on one, it's one episode that I did. It's it was so geared towards kids that the episode that I seen shocked me, and it was him dealing with the death of his parents. Like it was a gun in the episode, and there I was like, damn, they. This is different. I see the animated series touched on it a lot. Yeah, it did. It like, did. It really did. Showed it like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, a couple of times they had the flashbacks of it, and I think the opening episode was him dealing with it. And yeah. Just so but yeah, that, for it, Raven that, the Bold to touch on it, I think that, that it was, was it, it really that changed. Was, I it felt was like, like that one was really geared towards kids. I think the yeah. the original was more towards preteens to teenagers, kind of. Mm-hmm. Even though it didn't really have cussing in it, I felt like it was for older kids. And the then when they was. did the, uh, and then when they redid it for like the Batman, the one where the Joker oh, had like yeah. the the long. No, hair. that well, yeah, that one. That's the one I'm talking about. I'm sorry. Yeah, that That's one. That's the weird looking one. That one. It took I some. I did like the Joker some, though. Yeah, it took some getting used to. I think but it was the first it, but the first time but when they started doing like their crossover like when they introduced Robin then they introduced Batgirl then they introduced Superman and then they introduced Green Lantern and the Fl- the episode where they introduced Green Lantern and he and Batman gets the ring like the ring comes to like something happens to to Green Lantern and the ring comes to Batman for a minute and he gets it and next thing you know, he's flying and everything else. And he's like not the least bit impressed. He's just like, hmm, okay. And then he's like seamlessly using it. He was using it as seamlessly as Captain America is using Thor's hammer in Endgame. 
Like it just intimate. came. It just came to him. It was. I'm like, wow. But it was good. It was. It took some getting used to, but it ended up being like really good, especially when they started integrating other heroes into it. So that yeah, Batman the animated series is 1992. We're in 20 years. Good lord, that's well over. Wow, it's about 30 years. Yeah. Before we get off Batman, I just want to talk about how gangster he was because there's an episode on the Justice League, plenty of episodes, where my man is in a jet and he got every character that can fly <laughs> in this goddamn jet with seatbelts on and they sitting there silent. Yeah. Like, they're like the teacher on the school bus. Like how gangster you got to be to have Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, the Martian Manhunter, all these flying characters sitting their punk asses in a jet quiet. Hands crossed, you know what I'm saying? Fingers in claps. Like just sitting there, seatbelts on, not saying a word. And he just sitting there with a spurk on his face. Like, yeah, I'm the man. I'm the right. leader. Look at y'all punk I'll run, I'll run this. Jet. I'll run. I'm the reason why we have these these jets. Yeah. We to use them. <laughs> like, even if in the was... Justice League movie, like, they can fly. Yeah. And they're like, his big ass jet. He runs the game. He runs the game. Uh, also in pop culture history on this day, someone is celebrating 37 years of history, and that is He-Man. 1983 It was when it first appeared on September 5th. 37 years, uh, yes, the blonde-haired with bangs, white tights and pink fuchsia, vest-colored Prince Adam <laughs> first appeared on television 37 years ago. Uh, happy birthday, I guess. Uh, Happy He-Man was actually created. The cartoon was created in order to sell toys. It was never the other way around. Look Uh, at that happy medium. Yeah, the happy medium. The cartoon was created to sell the toys, and the toys were a huge hit. I am a big. I uh, had several of them myself. I had Mossman, and I had a He-Man. Not you know, they had different variations of He-Man as as they do the most. Yeah, as they have like the Skeletor. I did find like somebody cracked his rib open so he was like i don't know how they did that but uh i will be remiss if i did not mention the god-awful masters of the universe live action movie with dolph lundgren with dolph lundgren yeah i uh, kind of like that i'm gonna have to disagree <laughs> with you on that one is it that i thought- I, I was thought this was, is this I, okay. Is, this I is why this is why I was a, fucking harmonica master thingy, the cosmic key, swaggy, the cosmic key. I didn't get that, but for its time, we're not going to shit on it because for its time, <laughs> it was better than a lot of movies today. I will say that uh, it wasn't a lot of CGI. No, it wasn't a lot of CGI. Of, it was it was, was action. Just, it was a lot of confusion okay, as well. Skeletor looked shitty. Let's yeah. put that out there. There was he a lot like, of there was a lot of financial problems with the film. Uh, you know, they didn't, you know, at that final scene, that final battle scene. Oh, that know, was re- shitty. Okay. Yeah. yeah the reason why you know, it was shitty because the set was torn down. They had <laughs> like, they like, they stopped the funding for this thing and, and it didn't, it didn't, it tanked. It but tanked it's a cult classic. It, it's true. This is true. It's I think a, it's, it's a cult. I think classic. it's one of those, the crow masters yeah. of the universe, the original in the turtle movie. Like, yeah, the, the, it's a know, cult classic. Like you, I watched hell. What was that? Three, four weeks ago when we got off, Master of the Universe was on three in the morning. Shit. I was supposed to take my ass to sleep. I might I be watching it tonight because they're movie. showing it on YouTube. I might jump on it and watch it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, just for the hell for of it. It's for its time. But it was it was, it was very, very very conflicted because uh they show He Man in all his 
uh, uh, bronzed, oiled glory. Uh, yeah, he, he did look like a wrestler. <laughs> you he know? looked like he was about and to go wrestle a match. And because he couldn't kill, he had to kill. He had to uh, dis- dispatch robots that were shooting laser guns, which was weird because he has a sword. So Yeah. Uh, yeah okay, okay. Yeah. Not going to say was there weird. wasn't some discrepancies. There was some weird-ass <laughs> inconsistencies. You know, we didn't have um, Orko. We had Grimwald the, the, Grim, Grimwald the Old or the Wise or something like that. Okay, okay, okay. There, uh, was, okay. Some, there was some moments, okay. man. Was... Again, we're not going to shit on it because for its time, <laughs> <laughs> and in my childhood, I was an E-Man fan. Right. So when that movie came out, I'm not going to lie. I was partial to it because I'm like, this is what I wanted as a kid. I had the, you know what I'm saying, the toy sword. I used to run around in my underwear. Oh, yeah, that was put belts around my chest like I was He-Man, like <laughs> I was a black He-Man. Skinny as shit, but I thought I was. Well, that was like, the whole you know purpose. I mean? Like, but, so, I mean, yes, it was shitty. I mean, it, it, it was Blair Witch Project mo, mo, 1. Mo, most most <laughs> cult films typically But that's what are. makes us love those type of movies because they're, they're not big budget blockbuster. Everybody wants to see it. It's those movies that tug at you, you know, for some reason or another, makes you it's feel. Nostalgic. It's like garbage. The shocker. The shocker. The shocker. That's another. another yeah. Fucking underrated movie, and I love that movie to death. Anytime it comes, the, on, it has, I have it has to watch the it. has the crazy premise, the craziest premise. But guess what? It works. It's like you wouldn't believe. Like what the f- really? This nigga motherfucker got electrocuted, and now he's just traveling through time and wires. space. <laughs> Like he just jumped from TV to TV and nobody notices this motherfucker in the background. <laughs> like he was at the church. Remember that fucking at the, yeah, uh, yeah. the, the, the revival? There's some, there's some cult <laughs> movies and we're going to do a show. We're going to do a show on cult movies. There's a cult oh, movie have- called, uh, what is it? My crazy, not my crazy super ex-girlfriend, not that one. I think it was called that was pretty good too. My Crazy Robot Neighbor or something like that. And the girl was a robot. I've never seen this. That. Was it. I have to look it up. I have to find out the name of it. But here's another one. Um, damn, what was that? I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Cujo. What was that? Mom and Dad Saved the World. Oh, God. Why did I watch that just a few months ago? Oh, man. That movie Todd was Spangle. amazing. Todd Spangle. But what was that? Uh, by, by John what's the one with the, with the super, like the super dish they have in the backyard and they get transferred. Oh, through stay tuned. Like, stay tuned. Stay tuned. That, that is a great movie. movie. It's super underrated. Who's that? John Ritter? That was John Ritter and Pan Dover. That and that movie that was amazing. Movie super underrated. Yeah, like the devil's dish. Yeah. He gets yeah. sucked in. He, and all he, he was like, all he just he all he wanted to do was watch oh, television. And everything he learned was from television. And like they covered so much. Like there was a that I remember the episode. I remember that I remember the scene where he ended up in the Prince video and he was Prince. Yeah, like that has so many pop culture references in that one movie for well, yeah. its time back in the 80s. Again, Stay Tuned was fun. Stay Tuned was absolutely fun. I would love that fucking movie. I think I might try to get that to show my kids because that movie has to be seen and passed on from gen. That has to be a generational movie. Like, well, see, John start- Ritter, John Ritter was just a, a great actor to watch. Oh, and, yeah. And Problem Child was my, oh, oh my God. Problem Child. Another underrated kind of movie. Yeah, that kid, After man. Problem Child 1, it got kind of weird. Yeah. 2 was fine, but then it brought in the, like, the little sister and yeah, I think it was uh, four of them and it, it's, it lost uh, it. They lost me after two. Yeah. Because two, where he moved and they met the girl who was just as bad as him or some shit like that. Yeah, if not worse. (laughs) Like, because by this time, by that time, Junior, by this time, Junior had his senses. He was like, all right, 
My, I'm, I'm not I'm, that bad. Hey, I'm looking after my dad. I'll be damned you come into this household and mess all yeah, this up. Yeah, but after two, it got kind of weird for me. I stopped kind of watching it. Like, I've seen one and two. And that one, of course, is fucking amazing. Like, yeah. one. He's like, what'd you do that for? He's like, Junior. Junior? <laughs> I'm like, this kid is absolutely hell to deal with. I'm like, oh, my like, God. We the call worst. it whoop they ass in the black, uh, black household. Whoop they oh, ass. Man. Whoop. With a with a yeah. emphasis on a whoop. That, and if you don't know how to spell it, that's W-H-U-P-P-P. Yeah. Whoop. You had to emphasize the whoop. Yeah, so uh, so shout out to to He Man for their thirty seven years anniversary. That's what all happened on this on this day on pop culture history. Uh, we're gonna take a quick pause and we're gonna get to the main topic, which is since we mentioned Chadwick Boseman and what he meant to the culture of pop culture, geek pop culture. We're gonna talk about uh, other black superheroes that are within pop culture so we're going to take a quick pause and we will be right back after this and we are back welcome to blurs view. i'm your host chris g i'm here with my co-host darius dc chambers uh we are talking about our main topic today anyway is uh, since we mentioned chadwick boseman and the uh, impact that the character black panther that he had on the world uh I thought it would be best to also not forget about other black superheroes who are unsung yet influential that are in the comic book world. And with the announcement of the return of Milestone Comics next February 2021, which gave us characters such as Icon, Rocket, and most notably Static of Static Shot, I felt it was my duty to inform viewers and listeners out there that there are other black superheroes in the world of comics besides Black Panther. So... <clears throat> I have some lists that's like right off the top of my head. Uh, one of them is John Stewart, Green Lantern. And I just mentioned like Icon and Rocket. Uh, Aqualad, who uh, was in Young Justice and T-Titans Outsiders on the uh, animated series. There's uh, John Steele, or Steele, who uh, John Henry Irons, Irons, who uh, actually took over for Superman when he passed. Yeah. You know, so there, there's, there's other heroes of color out there vixen from dc comics there's storm you know forge bishop you know there are tons and tons of other heroes out there i can't remember my guy with the fist on his face uh there was rage there's night thrasher from the new warriors whose rage is also a part of that group so there there's there's other anarchists from x-force you know who had dupe you know, there's, there's, there's tons and Bedlam. tons. Of, yeah, Bedlam. Yeah, Bedlam. There are tons of heroes. Spawn. How could you forget? Uh, Spawn, yeah. yeah. You know, and so we're just going to touch on some of the characters, you know, because there are tons and tons of them. Some unknown, some are. But we're going to talk of a few of them uh, and just kind of talk about, like, what they meant to us. You know, we have Batwing, who is uh, – one of the yeah, two, you know he's he's basically. I African. forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's that the technology. Uh, you got Luke Fox, who's the son of Lucius Fox, who uh, helps design some of Batman's tech. And Luke Fox also is a Batwing. Uh, the first Batwing is David uh, Zabimbe, who is a African-based uh, superhero. And there's just so many. There's just so many. Uh, 
Who's I mean, it? Uh, yeah, is it Cal? Is it Cal Van? No, not Cal Van. That's a Kyle's player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I but we'll go through some of the some of the heroes, and we'll we'll probably start with uh, some of the most notable ones, which is uh, uh Black Lightning. We'll start there. Uh, originally known as Black Vulcan <laughs> in the Super yeah, Friends. I'm so cartoon. glad they changed that. It, you know, and they only did it because obviously they didn't want people to, they wouldn't, didn't want their children, children. They considered black it. Falcon. Yeah. You know, you know, they didn't want to call a black character, black lightning, you know, for a 1980s cartoon uh, superhero. Cause you know, they felt that kids would try to emulate that. But you know, is, you know, you look back now and say, that's a weak concept because you got a guy named Superman and you still have kids jumping off of things, trying to fly. So I did it. <laughs> yeah, so I jumped off my grandma's roof. All right, uh, blue superhero landing. There, there were so many ways to go about that. Uh, Black Lightning is one of the few characters who actually has a TV show now on CW, and they are they finished their third season, and thankfully they got the whole a whole third season out the way before COVID hit. Um, starring Cress Williams as the, as the titular character of Black Lightning slash Jefferson Pierce. And his body has the ability to create and generate electricity from his body and is usually directed through his hands. He can transform his body or portions of his body into pure electricity, but they have not done this yet for the show. And he's he's an electricity-based superhero. So you know yeah, that. one thing I noticed about the show is they made it seem like he was getting his powers from I guess channeling his powers from the like the city grids or whatever. Because there's an episode on Black Lightning where they had them shut down like the whole power plant and like mm -hmm. shut down power in the city and it made them seem powerless. And that, no, what they did was he can generate electricity on his own. The suit helps him channel it. And and that I know the scene that episode you're talking about is when he grow, you know, obviously when you use so much energy, you yeah. get a little weak. So he's drawing he can draw in energy as well. He can draw I in the electricity. I, I kinda want that explanation for the fans because yeah. you know. Yeah, he can Black actually, Lightning is underrated. He truly is. Because and, you I'm know, not gonna lie, I kinda slept on the show at first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kinda slept on all of CW's characters just because Marvel was doing that thing. Trust but me, the CW, the TV, the CD, the CW shows, top notch, man. They are. Well, I, I found out later in life. Yeah, they're killing the game. Up finding them on what were we, Netflix. Mm -hmm. Netflix. Yep. So she started watching on Netflix, and I kind of got drawn in, and we ended up watching. Ben's watching the first three seasons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the All show is great because it like. You know, some people who are out there, they don't like the show because it's like, oh, it's touching too much on social issues. Guess what? We are That's the social issue. You know, that we are the social I mean, issue, and I'm glad they're addressing I that. I didn't feel like it touched on – I feel like it just touched on real life. It showed yeah. his character as a – not even like a like – a, you know what they call them, bang babies? No, that was static. Yeah, no, that, that's static. Yeah, that was static. Or whatever yeah. was. Mm -hmm. Whatever they was, you know, it didn't show them as – it showed him as human. Like, he was a principal, you know, he was like a teacher and all this and that. It just showed him I with knew, a family. I knew his, we were Him on, and his wife were separated. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like he but had they're, they're, But they're at the same problems. time, they're trying to – they still – they're co-parenting. So Yeah, so he had real people problems. I, you know, I knew we were in for a great show from the first episode 
when they show him getting, you know, he's in a tuxedo, he's driving a Volvo station wagon on his mm-hmm. way to a function. Uh, I, it was like something for the teachers or something. And he oh, gets pulled over. Before and, he come back. Yeah, yeah, right before he comes back. And he gets pulled over by the police. He's being profiled by the police. And they're saying he fits the description. And he, and you know, he's like, so I fit the description of somebody that's wearing a tuxedo driving a Volvo stage wagon. Really? You know? Yeah, y'all descriptions is trash. Yeah, you know, and, it, and already I knew, I was like, it's going to be that show. And I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah. I'm here. Um, I'm all here for it. I think that episode not only set the tone, but it let people know, like, if you ain't trying to have a real conversation of what's going on, and think about it, that was, what, three, four years ago? Yeah. Before we really start hitting what we hitting now? Mm-hmm. So that kind of set the tone, like, there's some stuff we really need to talk about in this world, and we're going to talk about it. Oh, yeah. And if oh, you yeah. don't like it... <clears throat> Yeah, this, this may not be the venue for you. Or, change that channel up or down, but you'll be <laughs> back when you're ready to have that conversation. We'll be here for you. Right. Yeah, and they were I, unapologetically, even... Um, they're unapologetically the black. That's what what they, they, not, I want to say it was Vanessa, the older daughter. She's a oh, lesbian. Nessa, yeah, she's, yeah. she's black. She's strong. She's independent. I'm here for that. Like, yeah, she's oh, yeah. a lesbian character. Like, she had a full-on girlfriend, full-on relationship. She bad, too. Like, it was, it was yeah, <laughs> yeah like, hey, we not, hey. It's a different show for a different time. But yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, I mean, it was just, you know, real drug and drug problems. You know, and towards the end, the wife was on that that stuff. Yeah, that you know, green light. Yeah, that green light. She was green lit. You know, she was hiding it well. And, and the soundtrack. You know, oh, man. We, the soundtrack yeah. for that show, I need that. Luke Cage, there, Black, yep, like, yep. Soundtracks, soundtracks are amazing. Two shows that have like bomb ass soundtracks, and I love it. But and since you brought up Luke Cage, let's talk about our good old man Lucas, Power Man, uh, Power Man, who started out wearing a silk shirt, silk yellow shirt, and tiara and blue jeans in the nineteen seventies. <sighs> The and an days. afro and an afro to boot now luke cage <laughs> i i love luke cage i love luke cage because here here he's a brother who who doesn't who doesn't hide his face he doesn't wear co- he his, yeah. his, his costume is street clothes he does you know whether it's the live action whether it's the, the comics, hood. The hood. you know the, the hood, you know the yeah that it's his street clothes he doesn't wear your typical his typical color would be a yellow shirt, blue jeans, you know, and some boots. But, you know, to stop a mud hole in somebody's ass, you need some boots and blue jeans, you know. <laughs> Good pair of Tim's to take your ass a long way on mud stumping asses. And who know who knows better about Tim's than cats in New York? And so, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Luke Cage was a it was a. I remember reading Luke Cage stories. I have like the a thick book for Luke Cage where they're talking from all his collector stories from the 70s and there was a episode there was a, a issue where um <laughs> he's considered a hero for hire he he doesn't have an actual job job and this is before he knew who the Fantastic Four were and everything else and this was the funniest story because Dr. Doom hires him to take out the Fantastic Four and he said I will pay you Two hundred dollars. Now that was 1970, so you know two hundred dollars was was a lot of money. And 
He said, I'll pay you $200 to take out the Fantastic Four. So he goes to confront the four. He's obviously fighting the thing and, and everything else. And after the dust is settled and, and cooler heads prevailed, you know, Luke realizes, oh, they not the bad guys. Doom is the bad guy. So he was like, not only did he put me on to you to whoop your ass, he didn't pay me yet. So this brother catches a flight over to Latveria, busts down Doom's door to the castle and says, sucker, where's my $200? Now, <laughs> I would tell you, he did all of that for $200. I'm like, dude, you probably paid that for the plane ticket. So you, you kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's an expensive ass whooping. Yeah, right, you know, but I guess it was to get the point across, you know, for those who Principal. don't... Yeah, the, the principalities. <laughs> Just principalities. Uh, for those who don't know, Luke Cage was a was a, a brother who was framed for a crime he didn't commit. We know that story too well. And Again, speaking <laughs> to realness. Right, and so he was thrown in prison. And wasn't he, was, he a cop? No, uh, no, no. Well, he in knew, the show he knew they played him, huh? Yeah, he knew some cops. He knew cops. Because in one the of show, them, he kind of played him like he was a cop. Yeah, uh, yeah. on the show they did. On the show, they played him like he was the ex-cop. But really, in the book, he was just like this regular kid, you know, regular street kid, you know, but he, he wasn't in trouble. He wasn't the kind of street kid that just looked for trouble. He was just a regular street kid. And gets framed for a crime he didn't commit, gets thrown in prison. While in prison... He comes across the, the uh, you know, he's obviously you get the, the regular prison stories, people getting beat up, initiated, whatever. He he was just a fighter at that point. And, you know, you had crooked guards and all that other stuff. Well, he comes across the scientist who is trying to recreate the super soldier serum. And it was going to knock some time off his sentence. You know, if he's volunteered for this thing. Well, while he's in there, while he's in the vat and everything, one of the guards who really had it out for him goes in there, calls himself sabotaging the experiment and turning the dial all the way up, which causes the explosion and kills the doctor in the process. And I think it killed the guard in the process, too. And so he's in the door for the, the, uh, the wall for the prison was blown wide open. He took the opportunity and left. My man walked out. <laughs> he walked. He walked out. He changed his name because his name. Uh, he went by a different name. He went by. He went by his government. Carl name. Lucas. It was Carl Lucas. He went by a different government. So he decided to take Luke Cage, and make himself a hero for hire. Later on, of course, that that record was expunged and everything on the show and in the comics. And from that point on, he's been a car-carrying member of the Avengers ever since then. Now, you never really see him in the bigger aspect of things because he's more of the street-level hero. He's like, you know, Spider-Man, Daredevil, you know, that type of thing. So, that was Luke Cage. Guys. Yeah, he was the neighborhood guy. You know, the, all of Harlem knows who he is. All the neighborhood knows who he is. Harlem's hero. You know, he, he, he don't play. He's all about business. And that was that was Luke Cage, you know. Uh, we can't mention, we, we blew Marvel. He's another character that is his last true appearance was in 2009 in the comics. Now, Blue Marvel is a hero that was created in 2009. His name is Adam Bernard Brashear. 
uh, he was known as Adam or America's Blue Marvel. Uh, he was a character from the 1960s that was created. He was created in 2009, but his story took place in, in the, during the 1960s. As a matter of fact, his, his story took place during the time that Kennedy was president. Was president. And his powers were, he was a trained in, in armed and unarmed combat. He's had superhuman strength, speed, flight, invulnerability, pretty much like Superman. And, oh, he a black Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he had like these uncharted antimatter-based energy powers and energy manipulation. He's a scientist, so he's smart as hell. And like I said, it, it, due to whatever's going on with his body, he, he ages slowly. So it was during a battle, like I said, it was during the 60s. He had an enemy, and at the time, he had a hood that he wore over his face, like a mask over his face, full face. Think of it like uh, Dr. Fate. He had like a full face mask. Mm -hmm. And it was Cobra. during this, yeah, the full, yeah, like Cobra. So he had a full face mask, so nobody knew his identity because it's the 1960s, and he's a black superhero, but they don't know he's black. And in one of these, ma this last major battle, it's shown in front of the world and on camera because his mask is torn and you see mm. his skin. And even though he saved the world, he's a pariah now. He's a pariah now. And he, and you know, Kennedy hated to have to sit him down. He was like, I'm going to need you to retire because I have no way to spend this because they're not going to accept you, you know, and it sucked. So he took a, he took a, he took a corner. He took a corner and he understood because like i said 1960s different story then but now he's uh also a car carrying member of the avengers uh, he's currently dating um she goes by so many different names <laughs> uh she went by captain marvel at one point um photon her name is photon now that's who she goes by but she her name has changed so many stinking times it's ridiculous so yeah it, it was photon and he that's another hero uh obviously we have blade you know half vampire hunter uh <laughs> you know that's another character that was done well wesley snipes wesley snipes did a very good job playing blade i can't say much for blade trinity yeah, I mean, a lot of hangouts yeah yeah it, blade it trinity fell off the rails yeah blade trinity a had a lot going on and it I mean, Ryan Reynolds was in it, so we knew it wasn't going to be. <laughs> Let's face it. If Ryan Reynolds is in a movie, it's going to go one or two ways. Right. You're going to uh, get goofy or get super real goofy. Like yeah. It just, <laughs> yeah, it was. there were some moments. In, Triple H was in it. Some of the stuff that background, like some of the behind the scenes stuff that was going on are very questionable. <laughs> it was... You know, I but, did not know. Yeah, like, like they were saying stuff like Wesley was too much into the character. <laughs> like, and this is our Ryan Reynolds mouth. So you're like, I'm like, okay, is he serious? Yeah, yeah I, don't you know. Know. I don't know. Ryan Reynolds saying something, I gotta take it, you know. Yeah, you know, like at a grain of salt. Like, yeah, I don't know, man, because Ryan Reynolds is sarcastic as shit. Like, he can yeah, yeah. shit. It sound believable and it sound like he meant it, but he's just pulling a chain. And you so don't you know, really you know, know, yeah, and you never know what's going on. Um, you have Cloak from Cloak and Dagger, yeah, Cloak from Cloak and Dagger, he's another hero. Uh, I gotta say, this guy, I gotta say this one, 
and I'm, I, you know, and for one, and number one, happy 60th birthday to you, Damon Wayans, because I'm getting ready uh, to mention Blank Man. Blank man. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you well, want. Hell, <laughs> uh, yeah. Say I what mean, you want, but Blank Man was entertaining as hell. Well, if that's the case, let's throw Handyman in there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Why not? From from, uh, from, from in living color. From in living color. It was, I mean, that's the same guy. The same character. Yeah. Except for he just wasn't handicapped. handicapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was smarter. Right. I mean, let's same character, same premise. He just had he some took homies. some kind of pill and got better. I don't know. <laughs> Um, Meteor Man. Not, not I was going to say, a, if we don't mention Meteor Man after Blank Man, then we are doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah, yeah, watch, you know what? Watch Robert Townsend's Meteor Man. I, you know, it's cheesy. underrated. It's very underrated. It has some cheesy moments, but it's the Golden Lords is what yeah, makes it. Golden Lords. Luther Vandross, one of the Golden that, Lords. That yeah, was Luther amazing. Vandross, that was... that's what made that shit weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, Luther Vandross, Luther Vandross is in the game. <laughs> like, yeah, see, no, 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 no disrespect for what I'm about to say. And I, God rest his soul, I do not mean this. And people are going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, that's why he's, he's, he's that guy. <laughs> Luther Vandross, and I don't want to say soft ass, being a gang heavy gang member told the gun seems weird, but it does. That's like having he just had a prayer. He just in the movie. He he wasn't he wasn't like in the streets in the streets. He was just around. Well, that's he like having uh, Prince play Ike Turner. It just don't yeah. feel right. <laughs> he was he was kind of he was more quiet than anything. He might yeah, have said don't a have the same things. gravity. Yeah, he he, he wasn't he wasn't like this guy singing love songs all day, and now he's just <laughs> a high level gangster operative. Like it just right. But, <laughs> But but you got to say, but Blank Man actually touched on a lot of it. Once again, another hero touched on a lot of social issues that so we still do. Yeah. yeah, it's still we still deal with today. You know, I mean, with, the, with the gangs and everything. Mm-hmm. They came and, together. In this yeah, stuff uh, stuff how how stuff plays off in your community and, and kind of uplifting your community and stuff like that. My so, favorite scene in that movie, and it kind of it's kind of touching. Is a scene where everybody's talking shit about him, and he's just like, you hear it in the background, like on the radio. He's just like going through and planting followers and doing all this community work without yeah. it being known that it was him. And to me, that was just like that's how. Yeah, he was like, yeah, like when he did, yeah, right, when he did the community garden and like he took, yeah, like, like he did all he this did, stuff like the car parts that, yeah, at yeah, night, yeah, like in the middle of the night, nobody. And to me, that's kind of, and not to go back to Chadwick Boseman, but that's kind of like. That work hard like nobody's watching. Yeah, yeah. You know that that because he was all because like he had. played. I think he was a teacher. Yeah, he was. He was a teacher, was a teacher. in that movie. He yeah. played a teacher, a teacher who also is in Black Lightning playing a teacher. So mm-hmm. he was on like a couple episodes of Black Lightning. He played. He played. Sinbad was in that movie. Yep, Sinbad. Sinbad yeah. was good. There was movie. a lot of there was a lot of people in that film because he because mm-hmm. Robert Townsend has a lot of pull. He's like the he's he was. Robert Townsend in Hollywood during the eighties and nineties is what uh uh probably what Tyler Perry would be now. It's just he's not a I wanna say bigger. Big, yeah. I wanna say bigger. He put only a lot of people because on. he put a lot more people on. Tyler Perry more was the plays in in his movies. We're talking about a man who had countless, not even him being in front of the camera, but behind the camera mm-hmm. producing. 
you know, being a part in something, I'm gonna get you sucker. He's a part of that. Like, yeah. you know, even if it wasn't in the credit, as a matter of fact, he had it. As a matter of fact, <laughs> he put the Wayans on. Like, think about who he put on. Like, we're talking about Robin Harris, a lot of black royalty, yeah. you know, a lot of black comedians, movie stars, directors, producers. Like, his show on HBO. Oh, that comedy, predates, that crime, that comedy. Yeah. Okay, see, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! If I could find that, the bold, the black, and the beautiful. <laughs> Look the that up on YouTube. Hands, it's the best hands down soap opera. And I don't even care if it's fictitious. It's better than the bold and the beautiful. <laughs> General Hospital, as the ghetto turns, as One Tree Hill, whatever fucking soap opera you watch, this was better. Right. I don't know, and it was just because the characters were over the top. It had death for it to be like this little mini part of a bigger show mm-hmm. like it was like what 15 minutes maybe if that 10 15 minute sketch yeah but it was like every it was a weekly thing and yeah, it just kept yeah. and it was just like i was genius. upset when they like, canceled it because it was such a dog, good, like he put so show, many shows he put so many people on and i want to see if i can find that yeah like, i might, that have, to, might I have, have to youtube be, that like if i like can remember the action video of just to go back and see one episode like the first boat in the beautiful mm-hmm I mean, because you got one of the guys from Coming to America was on there. The guy who was in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. He, met yeah, us, uh, yeah. he was on there. I remember, like, so watching that. So I was really weird. shocked at how many people you put on. But, you know, shout out to Robert Townsend, man. You know, I, I, you know, not only was I, I was a fan of Meteor, Meteor Man. I actually wanted to see more of Meteor Man. I did want to see a sequel. Like, yeah. I felt like we were robbed of a sequel. Yeah, and, you know, I think they, they tried to really make a big joke of him, but I just liked the story that he had, you know, and, and his actually his power set. Eddie Griffin was, really was in that movie. Yeah, Eddie Griffin, Eddie, yeah, Griffin Eddie Griffin was, was his movie. boy. Eddie Griffin was his boy. And, I, you know, I just felt like his, his power set was really cool. And very, like, it was not very really underrated seen before. You know, Marla My Gibbs. Shot Marla Gibbs. Robert Goumier was his dad. Yeah, Robert Goumier. Yep. yep. Benson. Oh my yep. God. He was, Benson was his daddy. And he had a Bill, Bill Cosby was in it. You know, he didn't have a speaking role, but he was in Bill, it. Oh, that's, can, we, can, we, can we talk about there's three scenes that are iconic to this movie. And if you've never seen this movie, you haven't seen these three scenes. I don't know what the hell you're doing. One, when he was trying to learn how to fly, and yeah. he got caught on a pole, and he was looking through that window, yeah. Yeah. and he fell and caused an earthquake in Washington. Right. <laughs> that was one. Two had to be Bill Cosby in the barking, talking to the dogs. Yeah. I don't know why that was. It was. It felt iconic because it's just like the first black dog whisperer or some shit like that. I don't know why. <laughs> but that scene to me, I'm not going to say it was iconic. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones was in that movie. James Earl Jones was an old dude trying to hold on to trying a to rap. That he never had. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that for a second before I go back to the third iconic. He was the original that, the dog. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it, but he was the original poster child for I'm having a midlife crisis. He had the wigs and he was trying to rap, and he was bald underneath. Like right. let's touch on that because that that still happens today. Yeah, where you see guys getting their forties and fifties and think they still have a rap career. No names, I'm going to say. They using that black gene. Yeah, <laughs> you know, trying to darken it up. And <laughs> what, third what, 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 what did Martin Lawrence say in Bad Boys for Life? He was like, 
That's uh, that's cocoa butter brown. I know that color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you yeah, I know that one. Third <laughs> iconic scene, the book touching. When mm, they became yeah. they did the Vogue and like all, all that. you had to do was use your ability. You touched His the ability, book and yeah, whatever did. was in that book, you learned it, but you only retained it for 30 seconds. Yeah. But it was a cool uh, power set because let's face it, nobody had it. <laughs> right. Not only not only had it, but let's face it, if you took a book that was written by Bruce Lee and you touched it and you absorbed all that information and you held it for 30 seconds, it would only take you 30 seconds to whoop somebody's I'm ass. I'm keeping that book in my back pocket. That's it. That's that it. book stays in my back pocket. It like, there's like a couple pages in a pouch somewhere. You know? Yeah. But yeah, he had a I cool mean, power set. Like, it was almost limitless because like you like, you know, that was one set. He could talk to dogs for some reason. He could fly. Jeff, wake strong. up. Jeff, wake up. Yeah, he could. He <laughs> that dog. Him. You know, I don't know if he can understand all animals, but he definitely understand dogs. And yeah. like he when he, X-ray he was, vision. Yeah, yeah, X-ray vision. When Super he was playing head. the garden, it was something about the breath. The, yeah, the, his head, oh, he could touch the soil. Yeah, yeah he was touching the that. soil and he like generated more plants to grow because, like, oh, it grew overnight. Yeah, like crazy. Like, he had the breath. Yeah, he had the breath. So, he had all the regular power sets, but then he had all this extra stuff going to go along with it. And that was, I thought that was really, really cool. And I'm like, oh, they, they don't do enough of this. I like, I wish we could have got more from that. Same with Blank Man, as cheesy as it was, I thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, blank man, my favorite part was the what was it? The kind of yeah, <laughs> just that through the whole movie. Like I kind of go want to go back and watch that now because that uh, movie didn't get enough run. I feel like because at the time superhero movies weren't in. What was it? What happened to David uh, Allen Greer? Like, like, cause Blank Man had David, uh, David Wayne's had created like a solution that would make it. Oh yeah, bulletproof. The, the bulletproof. Yeah, but he didn't do the same for his brother who was played yeah, by David Allen Greer. And like he was like, ah, you can shoot me. I ain't gonna happen to me. And then he got like shot in the ass or something. He was like, his, he was like, why did it hurt? He was like, I didn't make. He was like, I was trying to tell you your suit isn't bulletproof. Yeah, like that had it was underrated, man. It was, like, it really was. It was touching because their grandma got killed, and know, once again, something that, that goes on in social. You had that aspect, you had a, a, a councilman getting blown up, yeah. Remember, he got blown up, yeah. Was, like the uh, one councilman who was all about uplifting, he was a white dude, but he, he was got, all about uplifting he, he that got, community, yeah. And so was the grandmother, was Robert Givens, Robert Givens, yeah. Was a love interest. She was mm-hmm. a reporter. I mean, so like again, it's one of the movies where of its time, it didn't look great. It didn't look like it had the biggest budget, but cult classics, Meteor Man, cult classic, like mm-hmm. cult classic. I mean, you, these are movies to where if you if it comes on TV and you really know, you know, you watching it. No yeah. questions asked. I don't care what you. Hey, baby, we, uh, I know we're supposed to go out to eat. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, blank man on. Let's order in real quick. Yeah, I get to you tomorrow. It was a fun show. I, I mean, it was a fun film. You know, the fact that here you had a guy who uh, you had two guy, you had two characters who their grandmother was raising them. They they basically stayed in the hood, and definitely was in the hood. They 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 <laughs> stayed in the hood, and like the one, even though he was really smart, but he didn't. He was Bruce Wayne without Bruce Wayne money. 
Yeah. Yeah. So every or charm because he was really charm, socially awkward. So he had so, he had, so all his awkward. so all the tech he had was stuff that was created by stuff he worked like he worked in what was it a uh, like a pawn store or or an appliance fix up store or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So everything he all the tech he had was stuff Mate. he just kind of jumbled together and worked. And the stuff worked. It was just awkward looking. You know, like his robot, his robot was an old J5. washing J5 was an old school wash machine. And it was named J5. It was named after the Jackson 5. <laughs> you know, so you know, his 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 mode of transportation was a was a like it was like a tra- uh train bike. It was like a bike or some kind yeah. of tricycle, but it was built for for railroad tracks. Yeah. And it, it had stuff to it. Like, I mean, the dude, it was ingenious, the stuff he made, but... It just was poor. <laughs> he was just poor. Was, like, like, his communicator... It was a low-budget, low-budget, low-budget gear, but yeah. it worked. He had, the, he had the knowledge. He just, he was like, this is what I got to work with. <laughs> like, he, like, everything he had was like, even his communicator... The true definition on low on funds, low on materials, high on dreams. In other words, Blank Man was the original cosplayer. There it is. <laughs> the OG. He started it all. He was the OG cosplayer. My man had a onesie on with a with a blanket tied around him. His grand, you know, he had a onesie with his grandmother's nightgown. Because the grandma because the grandmother's nightgown was like to pay homage to the grandmother who had died. He tied it around his head. And so, I believe a sock that he cut the yeah, holes into it and tied around his head. Yeah. <laughs> like my man my was Daryl, I'm a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can still hear that. J5, we have to I'm putting that I'm putting that clip in there. I'm putting that sound bite Please in there. Do. <laughs> Look! I'm a crime fighter! <laughs> and Daryl wanted nothing to do with it until he thought he was like, gonna get some girls. Not only that, but he was like, the only reason why I'm doing this is I'll make sure your goofy ass don't get killed. <laughs> David Allen Greer in that no, movie. No, when he made the communicator. And he hit him up oh. while he was at work, and the communicator he was, was in talking the to his belt on his yeah. balls. Yeah, yeah. It's like he could get it. He was like, he was like, he put the little earpiece up because it was like a string attached to it. He was like, Yeah, what do you mean you can't hear me? He's like, You got to talk straight to the, the communicator, Daryl. He, he was a bit, he was half bent over. It looked like he was talking to his balls and stuff. And Robert Gibbons seen. Yeah, Robert <laughs> Gibbons seen him. He was like, He's like, No, I wasn't talking to my Jimmy. I wasn't talking. Oh damn! <laughs> that movie definitely highly underrated, man. So yeah, it was that. Uh, <laughs> damn, I kind of um, want to watch both of those. Now. It's one of those. I got to see if I can find that. If it's going to be somewhere, it's got to be a Walmart, like the five dollar bin or something. <laughs> gotta be. If not, I'm gotta. I gotta hit up a, a Best Buy and hope they have that. You know. But uh, definitely needs to be there, there are so many other heroes out there. You know, we have uh, Dr. Voodoo, you know, who's also a Marvel Comics character. He was created by Lynn Wein and Gene Colan. Uh, his first appearance was 1973 in Strange Tales 169. He's a Haitian superhero, actually. Uh, and his namesake is just, yeah, his namesake is actually just what it is. He's a voodoo priestess and he can communicate with the dead. And he's uh, he's like. He's Doctor Strange. He's like Doctor Strange, but his powers. Black. He's black. <laughs> if anything, if anything, he's an extremely powerful, and it's Doctor Strange who comes to him for stuff. Cause like, if it's stuff he don't understand, 
he goes to Doctor. He goes to Doctor Buddha. So you know, it, it's. It would be nice. What if we could get him in the multiverse? Because you know, Doctor Strange, the multiverse. If they do that, they That's need to do. They need to do that <laughs> because they're doing a multi. Like they need to do that. They need to see That's if they can thought. get a Hey, Marvel. Yeah, you know, I know y'all ain't made the movie yet. Feel free to take that idea. Idea, you know, just give me a hundred grand. And we call it even. Yeah. Consulting fee. Consulting. 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 I mean, you know, we we split it. You know. <laughs> so we have, yeah, we have other heroes. Oh, and I need ten percent off the back end too. The you're back about end, to screw right. me. Just give me that syndication. Syndication. Yeah, we all about to where the money get you, and it. then just be like, yeah, go ahead about y'all way. Y'all make three billion off this movie. I need something off the back end too. Yeah, yeah. I need to hit y'all coming and going. Right. I'm like, make sure my my basis is covered. Yeah, uh, you know. We still have other <laughs> characters like Storm, like Storm. We have Static. We have Azari, who is considered now the son of Black Panther and Storm. And they had him in the Avengers two animated series from the late '90s or early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But they actually made him canon in one of the Avengers books a few years back. So, and he's from the future. So he's a future kid. He's he's more of a what if kid. Uh, he's from a different reality. Uh, Storm. We talked about Storm. We talked about Bishop. We talked about. Uh, uh, good lord, there's so many. There's way too many. You wouldn't realize. Like you would think. You really have to sit back and look. And I'll and I'll and I'll say this. But we have. I'll say this. Uh, if you go to our YouTube page, I will put the link for the World of Superhero, uh, World of Black Heroes on that page so you can follow that page. So be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Uh, tons and tons of black heroes that we just did not touch on. Uh, you think we can do it? Nah, we'll try to. We'll go for another few minutes. Yeah, why not? We, we're supposed It's our power. It's my podcast. We ain't got a. Uh, I mean, you know, the show, show, do what you want. I got yeah, nothing but time. You know, <laughs> um, you're the boss, boss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got characters such as Frozone. I cannot name how many Power Rangers we have that are black. You know, tons of the, Goliath. Yeah. Goliath, who was one of the uh, heroes from Marvel, who actually was in Ant Man. Uh, and was it Ant Man and the Wasp? Played by Lawrence Fishburne. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 yep. And so he—he's another character, you know. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, hardware from the Milestone Comics era. You know, there are, matter of fact, from the Milestones Comics era, there are tons of black heroes. Static is not one of, or Static is one of them. But then you still have Icon and Rocket. Now Icon is generally like Superman if not stronger. Uh, Rocket was his sidekick. Uh, you have hardware that comes from, from there. Uh, good Lord. It was so many, so many heroes. I can't wait till Milestone Media starts back up in February because uh, Doozer, he's co- doing a collection for now, getting that whole collected series from the, from the 90s. That was some great stuff. Uh, you still have, you know, let, let's talk about Icon. Let's talk about Icon. You still have Isaiah Bradley, who was actually the first super uh, super soldier serum uh, subject in the book Red, White, and was it Red, White, and Black? You know, and that talks of that, and that's something else. That's another book from Marvel that touches on some social issues because when you hear stories about the Tuskegee uh, experiment and everything, and how they injected black soldiers with 
syphilis and all these other diseases and stuff. This is similar to that, you know, and Isaiah Bradley was one of the uh, soldiers who, who the super soldier serum actually worked on. So he really was the first Captain America. But once again, they can't say that, you know, because <laughs> of the times. Fortunately, we were a lot, first at a lot of things, but. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Funny how history is revisionist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, so we'll talk about Icon real quick before we get out of here. Uh, he was created by Dwayne McDuffie, who actually was behind a lot of stuff in Milestone Media, and he was behind a lot of stuff at the Justice League cartoon, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Fantastic writer. Uh had great stories to tell, great characters he helped create. He created, co-created this one with uh, Dennis Cohen as well. His power, but Icon's power was he was skilled in armed and unarmed combat, fought in every American war from World, Civil War, World War II. Skilled mediator and lawyer, thanks to a century's worth of experience in American law. Uh, his powers, yeah. So he mad smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, he mad smart. Man, see some shit. <laughs> when you see, when you, he, if, if I got time today, was a person. This is Icon. <laughs> um, <laughs> his power, he's a member of the Terminian alien race, so he's actually alien. So when the ship crash landed and reassembled his DNA into that of a human being, it had the side effect of mutating him, literally maximizing all his natural abilities, making him very similar in power to a Kryptonian. His powers grant him the following abilities, flight, invulnerability, super strength, super speed, super reflexes, super stamina, Enhanced mental perception, enhanced senses, regenerative healing factor, longevity, and ability to generate and project positron energy. The man is literally a walking god. So when I said he was stronger, he was stronger than Superman. Then yeah, he's stronger than Superman. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he has a weakness. But yeah, that was see with all that, you would think, like. Did he have a weakness? Like, there was a kryptonite or anything like that? Like, what was that buggy boot? Because every superhero had one. They had one. Batman, it was Martha. Uh, <laughs> Superman, <laughs> it was I still won't get over that, but I know we not. I know we done that. You know what? Redundant. For someone who's read comics for years on end, it's the it's one thing I never connected. And I when I thought, of, I'm like, son of a bitch, both their moms are named Martha. God damn it. See, I didn't think about it until... <laughs> But yeah. but yeah, so that the rundown of his powers, like that is a that's a that's I a see why it's called icon. Like that's a fucking cornucopia of like superpowers. Like, like think about having <laughs> all right. the superpowers in the world, like and just being the shit, and you know it. He's like, he. <laughs> who gonna stop you? The man is literally unstoppable, and I'm you know I'm sure they have a tech, they have a poster already for milestone when they restart in february next next month next year in february so i'd be glad to see more of what we have from that you know i can just imagine you know you know rest in peace Dwayne mcduffie you know who who himself was i think he was a chemical engineer or something like that he had like all these degrees and he wrote he decided he wanted to write comics instead that's that's following your dreams right that's he you know like, dude, like, and look at the stories you gave us and the characters you gave us. It was amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah. The, the, oh, God. That, that was amazing. 
I just can't help but think about people like that. Um, you have people like J.J. Thunder and, and Jelly B. Turner, you know, John Stewart, you know, who everybody loves John Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah. In my opinion, yes. John Stewart is probably one of the best Green Lanterns ever. Um, I loved what they did for the season finale or series finale of Arrow because that really kind of put a linchpin in it because uh, I don't John, think the people have seen it, so I don't think we can talk about it. Oh, it's been, it's been, it's been long enough. <laughs> so we're going to say you know, So the character know. of John Diggle that's on Arrow, <laughs> I'm, ain't no spoiler warning for this one. Like, you should have seen it by now. <laughs> you should have seen it by now. Uh, John Diggle, who's played, uh, I can't remember the, character, the actor's name right now, but he plays the character of John Diggle. John Diggle was supposed to be the bodyguard for Arrow, for, or at least for Oliver Queen. And then later on, as the series progresses, he becomes a hero in his own right. You know, you know he carries a pistol, but the pistol has, like, these uh, tranquilizer darts in it and everything else. Calls himself... Uh, it was a Roman soldier name. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, yeah, it was like, something it wasn't right Guardian there. or something. like It was something like that. But in the last episode of Arrow, him and his wife are leaving to move to Metropolis. And something crash lands to Earth, which is an alien ship, which disintegrates. And what's left in its wake is a power ring. So John Diggle is really John Stewart. And you find that, and if you look back at uh, earlier episodes, you find out that he really is John Stewart because his stepfather is Colonel Stewart. So Diggle is actually his mother's maiden name. He took him. So he's actually John Stewart. He's John Stewart. He's our John Stewart Green Lantern. Now, John Diggle was a made-up character because it's actually Andy Diggle who is the one of the writers that was one of the writers for the Green Green Arrow comics. And so they just created the character of John Diggle for the show. And I think as the character grew and had more stuff, you know, more stories to be told about him and everything else, it just took off and it just wrote itself after that point. But John Stewart, the character in the comics, was created by Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. Rest in peace, Denny O'Neill. He passed away earlier this year. We have losing some great people this year. But um, I shouldn't have to go through the whole power set of, of John Stewart, Green Lantern, because guess what? He's a Green Lantern. Uh, he's an ex-Marine. Ex so he's got, he got some tenacity to him. He's a fighter. You know, uh, he was most famous after being one of the hardcore members, uh, starring members of the Justice League in Justice League Unlimited cartoon where he has a nice uh, bit of a love triangle actually with Hawk Girl and Vixen. Yeah. Because Hawk Girl, he had a baby. Yeah. yeah they, uh, what was his name? Uh, Warhawk. Yeah. He was like in that. a few. He was in an eight. Batman and Beyond. Yeah. Yep. Which, Static Shock. In Static Shock. Yep. Yep. That but, episode uh, where hey, somehow they went to the future. Mm-hmm. And 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 Batman and Batman, and Batman meets me and Batman meets Batman, and they're yeah. not even and neither one of them are surprised. <laughs> oh man, I that episode that was so funny. Just for them looking at each other, it's like, 
So I've gotten old. Yeah. <laughs> like he wasn't. He, 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 he was just like. Oh. Himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is what I become. <laughs> but there, there are so many other black superheroes um, beyond, you know, Black Panther. So if you're just, if your children are being introduced and you just find out, they're just finding out about Black Panther, you know, I'll, I'll drop a link on our YouTube page. Follow Blurred's Eye View on YouTube. And. You know, we're coming to the end of our show. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, I think I want a chicken burrito or something. And (laughs) but, you know, to kind of put more emphasis on, you know, other black superheroes that are in there. And we just we just barely scratched the surface. Oh, man. We would need at least three or four episodes. Yeah. And I think give them justice. Yeah. I think it's going to take that because even if we touched on one, we still would talk so much about one and then have to move on because there are so many to talk about that is just not enough time in the day. So. I will oh, be dropping. Michelle, Michelle Rambo becomes. Uh, yeah, she become? That's Photon, Captain yeah. Marvel. Okay. She was Captain Marvel. Was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she be, she's a sister who changes her names just as much as she changes her hairstyles. <laughs> she's she had so many names, but she's she's currently Photon now. She's um, the original diva. The original <laughs> diva. You know, we can't forget about Misty Knight. You know. Mm. Misty Knight. Oh, the one from the show. Woo we all forgot who played her, but man. Simone Misnick. That booty. All right, moving right along. <laughs> so on that note, uh <laughs> anything you want to plug, anything you want to plug, DC? Uh as always, you know, follow us, like, subscribe, comment. Uh, we do this for y'all. Um we're here. Um, if you haven't known, we are what the shit as well. We are two thirds of what the shit now. Oh yeah. Um, you know, new things coming. New things coming. Speaking of which, um, pay attention because we are going to be dropping some news. Um, uh, we are a part of a bigger unit universe now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. We are. We are officially a part of uh the they've, podcast they've joined Marvel me on the dark side. Yeah, we we so we were dropping news about that. Um, nothing but illustrious guests. Um, so stay tuned. I mean, we're 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 doing this for y'all. Um, not only because we love it, but because we want to fill that void. Because you've had a lot of shitty podcasts in your life, and we just want to love on you and make you feel good about yourself and tell you how wonderful you are as we stroke your hair creepily in the middle of the night as you listen to us. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing you said that because if I said it the way with my voice is, yeah, really it was sound. Um, yeah, it would have sounded a little different. I sound like, creepy, uh, menacing, Deadpooly. You said it's like, wop. <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking. Yeah. We're not talking. We're not talking about warm apple pie neither. Yeah, no, uh, we are people. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, seriously, people, just stay tuned, man. You know, it's a labor of love. Um, we do this. I mean, we grind at regular day jobs just like y'all. Um, and then we come do this for y'all to give y'all that that release, you know, because especially this year has just been crazy. So, I mean, we just want to be that shining light. I know I'm getting all sappy and sentimental, y'all. But sappy and sentimental. <laughs> I mean, we just, we do this for y'all. I mean, we want to be that guiding light that, that if we can make at least three people day better, it's a win for us. I mean, you know, because this is what we do. This is what we love talking. We love giving information. We love speaking our opinion. 
we do this for y'all. I can't say that enough, you know. So please continue to grow with us. Yes. Um and I know normally this show would have been it would have gave you some news and reviews and everything else for this past week, but you know, it has been a rough week, people. So I'm taking a page out of the Warrior and King's book, you know, and I'm I'm pushing through. Uh, we will be definitely back to normal back uh, next week. But thank you for tuning in to Blurred's Eye View. Uh, I want to thank DC for coming on so we could talk about our king, you know, and touching on the black superheroes. And we're going to be revisiting this storyline, or not storyline, but we're going to be revisiting this topic very soon. Um, you can follow Blurred's Eye View on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also follow Blurred's Eye View on YouTube as well, and I will be dropping the link. So, you know, like, share, follow hit that bell notification, you know, Hey, if you're looking for some sponsorship, stay tuned because Blurs Eye View was also part of black gamut, uh, entertainment. So stay tuned for the information that comes on after this show. And until then, this is Blurs Eye View. I'm your host, Chris G with DC chambers. And until then out. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to give them the, the, if you can't do something, if you like somebody and you hug somebody, you got to love somebody. You can't know. Right. And that's right. And that's how we do yeah, it. Yeah, no, so, no, no, no. It's been such a crazy week. So, ending positive notes. Yeah, man. We can't do something that, nice for yourself. If not, do it for somebody else. Empower yourself and empower others, those around you. Keep stroke, keep moving on, keep stro stroking through it. Stay positive, people. Keep your head up. And Wakanda forever. Yeah, man. We're here, baby. Man, man. Chris G, DC, out. Peace. Make sure to listen to Blurred's Eye View with your host, Chris G, on any of your favorite outlets, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to visit our website at blackgamutentertainment.com and get the latest on news on our podcasts, giveaways, and contests. That's blackgamutentertainment, G-A-M-U-T, entertainment.com. And thank you for listening.